We were just discussing the fact we haven't been in the same room in well over five years. It has been a bit. God, it really has. <laughs> I was trying to think. I'm, I'm really like, it had to have been at Sabrosa. It has to have been. Because I can't think of anywhere else we would have been. I mean, I picked people and dropped people off at SIDS, but I don't think I ever went in. And I don't think it was ever even a, like a, it was like a wave as I went by as I threw somebody out the car. So I don't think it was ever any of those. Um, yeah, it's been a fucking minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, <laughs> We've both been through like what, four hairstyles and probably a combined weight loss gain of two or three people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there is that. So, um, so let's do a quick catch up with you. Um, I'm trying to remember, I, I know the first time I saw you, but I can't say we technically met. Oh, let's see. Um, I know that it was, so, I think the very first time I met you was November of, oh god, know, what year is it? Well, it, was, it, was, it was after the burial, I know that, uh -huh. um, before Justin had passed, um, whenever that was, yeah. I, mean, I was like 22. Yeah. Yeah. 22? Yeah. Yeah. I'm 29 now. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those like, see, cause I just remember see the first time I actually saw you, you ran over an entire pile of people in the pit to yes. try and get on stage. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be friends with that dude because he don't give no fucks. <laughs> no, that was the first time I, I very distinctly remember seeing you going, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. Cause it was, you just monkey climbed over a fucking Everything. pile of people. Yeah. <laughs> Remember David and everyone looked like, what the fuck? Why is that guy on me? <laughs> <laughs> but, and then, I did Chad hire you at the Mesa? Yes. So Chad uh, hired you. Chad so. hired me at Mesa after, oh God, it was my old band, Forsberg, and then Bold Type from Denver. It was just a lounge show. <laughs> and my ex-girlfriend tried to fight someone and I'm like, mid-performance holding back my ex <laughs> and still performing <laughs> i see why chad hired you um i just remember you showed up one day and like i work here i'm like the fuck you do i'm like no seriously you're like here's my shirt oh go do this then i remember that but so yeah we we worked together under andy yeah and then i can't remember what prompted you coming to live with me um I was too far away from downtown. That's right, because you and I were always on load in since I was doing all the booking and stuff. So you yeah. were like, I always, yeah, you needed a ride, you needed this, so yeah. So you're like in the top two roommates I've ever had. Yeah. Like seriously, like Bill Topps, the only one I can say was, and it's only because I for, would forget he lived with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd see him all the time, but I just completely forget he lived there because he was so just independent of everything I ever did. So there's that, but yeah, no, you lived in, the studio room and the couch downstairs yeah. and kind of wherever you fell asleep. <laughs> and that was for like, that was a, almost a year, wasn't it? Yeah. I think about like nine months. Yeah. 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 Because you were still there when Becca and I broke up. Yeah. For a couple months. Yeah. After. When I was never there. Yeah. Because I couldn't <laughs> stand being in the house. Um, 
that's one of those things that I, I look back on still and I'm like, how did I rent a house that I had no control of? <laughs> that was strange times. Um, was. <laughs> Man, we woke you up some of the most fucked up ways though. <laughs> like we really did. There's that picture of uh, me passed out after a show and there's a chair on top of me <laughs> in the studio room. Yeah. Somewhere. Mike did that, I think. Yeah. Oh, the day Mike fucking cocked his pistol and woke you up, like, bitch, get up! That was that was a fun one. Shooting you with all the Nerf guns, throwing shit at you. I remember throwing water at you. I don't remember that one. Megan threw a cat at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was um, a rivalry. <laughs> then there was the day we locked you in the bathroom by stacking up all the chairs down at the theater. Yeah. Man, we got mom to that day. That was the day Michelle came up. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Having fun. Who's in there? Does it matter? Yes. It's Derek. I'll leave him. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was... Uh... God, we were not nice to you. Yeah. I had it coming to me. How did you never, like, kill us in our sleep? <laughs> just too chill, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you was, are... I was at a point in life where I just wanted to work at a venue and hang the fuck out. And we definitely did that. I was thinking the other day, I, I tell the stories about like being downtown and the way it used to be. Yeah. And I feel like an old fuck when I say that like, it used to be so, <laughs> yeah, it's like, when there's a thousand people in line, you don't even understand. And you know, I talk about being four deep at the bar and being like, is it ever gonna end? People are like, man, I need a smoke break. When's the last time you smoked a cigarette? Eight hours ago. <laughs> Just break a cigarette and spit it in my mouth. Like, I remember that kind of shit. But yeah. I talk about that stuff and people are like, oh, that's stupid. That never happened, whatever. And I work with uh, Brandon, who used to work at, he used to manage Rockslide, and then he was the manager, yeah. and then he was the manager out at Old Chicago's too. Um, and we talk about it sometimes, and we talk about the downtown Nerf War. Yeah. And I always come back to you because every time I saw you, you would do the Darth Maul thing. <laughs> people think that I'm crazy when I say that. They're like, no, nobody, what? It's like, no, seriously, he would just whistle it loud as fuck, just like, do 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 and just charge at me from out of nowhere. And they're like, what the fuck? And I was trying to think of all the stupid stunts. Like, I started thinking about it, like being on the roof of the Mesa and like hopping around, jumping down on the fucking awning. Yeah. Um, there's a time I made you strip down into your boxers and swim in the gutter on Main Street when it was raining really hard and we got, the, it was the, the Scarab show and it got shut down because they shut down all the roads because everything was flooding and we were standing up front yelling. It was one of the first times you asked somebody if they'd like to speak, to, if they had time to speak to you about your Lord and Savior Cthulhu. I don't remember. There's all those homeless people sitting underneath the awning right outside and you were just yeah. went up and acted like a preacher to them and then you, yeah. It was a very sunny day, though. I remember. It that. was. It was really fucking sunny and I'm really trying. ridiculous. And then it started pouring raining, and you were like, "What the fuck is this?" And we'd been. It was like day thirteen of fifteen yeah. shows in a row, and you're yeah. like, "We were delirious." And I was like, "I will give you five dollars if you will swim in the gutter." And you fucking stripped your shirt off, dropped <laughs> your pants. I think you kept your shoes on. Probably. It was one of those. Mo I, you, there's got to be somebody that has video of that somewhere, because either Lauren or Ben. Or somebody's got video of that. Someone has to. Because everything stupid we did, we were caught. Yeah. We never did anything stupid on purpose or on accident yeah. with somebody watching us going, this is going to be fun. <laughs> How often do you think you got hurt doing stupid shit that we did? Oh, I never got hurt. 
You lucky bastard. I never got hurt, except for my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> except for Buck Cherry's drum riser obliterating my thumb. That really did. <laughs> that was gross. I don't get grossed out. That was gross. <laughs> Yeah, no. A lot, so, a lot from, of dumb shit that happened. Yeah. So. From back then, what were your f favorite shows? Uh, watching Protest the Hero from the Raptors. That was the coolest, coolest day there. <laughs> um, oh. That Protest the Hero, man, that's the best show nobody saw. Yep. Oh, God. Fucking. Night Versus was on that. Yeah. Um, God, who else was on that? I want to say it was Thera, but I don't think it was Thera. No, Thera came in a couple days later. They're fucking amazing too, though. Oh, it was uh, um, the boys in uh, Battlecross. That's right. It that was, was the first time Battlecross. First time they came through and we sat there and fucked around and they thought we were nuts because we were throwing <laughs> pizza at each other. God, that was... That was that's one of my that's in my top five. Yeah. That show was one. I wish people had come, but I don't regret anything that happened that day. It, it was just a chill day. Yeah. <laughs> that it, betraying um, the martyrs is one of my top favorites too. Yeah. Playing with them was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other one is uh is probably that Suicide Silent show. Just like that was just a day. <laughs> it really was. It was a day I did not have to work and drinking a bottle of Jaeger. I think that's the last time I drank. Oh, you got sick sick. I got, I, yeah. You got sick sick. I, it was cringe. <laughs> Hard cringe. <laughs> Where's the video of us drinking the fucking hot wing sodas and bacon sodas and shit? Is that on Facebook? That is on Facebook. I, I just did. remembered that happened. I just watched it the other day too. Everyone's I see I forget. it popped up on my memories. I do so much stupid shit with certain people. <laughs> it's like you and me and Zach, every time we were around each other, like, let's go do something dumb. And then we would find whatever dumb thing we could do. Oh, it's in here somewhere. I don't know. That was just I just I completely forgot about that until right now. <laughs> Zach chugging the rest of it. Yeah, just and looking at us like bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was decent. It wasn't horrible. The bacon one was gross. I'm not a big fan of bacon though, so like yeah, that was that was gross. Um Work bitch. Do your job. Man, my phone keeps ringing and I don't know who's calling me. <laughs> Sunday, leave me alone. I don't know if Sunday meat matters to anybody I, at this point. I don't think it does. I don't either. I mean it barely matters to me. It's just another day of the week. I mean, do you ever feel like you get a day off? Mm, yeah, no. I specifically take like Saturday off and like not do shit. Good. Good for you. <laughs> my my time is very important to me. I've done a lot of mental health organization for myself to like not be overloaded anymore. Do you do you ever think that you're just like like you seem like you're like a sixty surfer, man? Like were you were you born in the wrong decade? Uh, probably. <laughs> I mean the music part of it, I, I yeah, you're in that, but yeah. Other than that, I gotta wonder. I think I was born in a landlocked state. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair. I mean, that's fair. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, you've always been pretty zen. Fuck. Till you're not. Until I'm not. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I think that's just like, 
a part of like how I grew up and shit. It's like moving everywhere. It's like you just get used to whatever's in front of you. And there's no real reason to stress about it anymore. That's valid. Maybe that's why we all work together so well. Because between you, Pete, Ben, Chad, like pretty much anything could get thrown at us. And instead of freaking out, we're like, okay. And then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Hey, Chad, will you crawl in the sewer? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever, man. Oh, God. When, what, the bathrooms were leaking? Yeah, when the when the entire sewer line downtown in Grand Junction froze and they didn't want to take care of it, so we did. Yeah. I'm still not a big fan of anything City of Grand Junction. I'm not a big fan of anything past the mountains. <laughs> fair. <That's laughs> Ever fair. since I moved to Denver, I'm like, hmm. I miss you, heroes. That's about it. That's a good thing to miss. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. Dude, they're miso soup. I dream about that shit. It'll just randomly pop up in a dream, and I'm like, that's miso from Suhiro. What the fuck? <laughs> Pretty sure I was just thinking in porn, and where, where the fuck the soup come from? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's different now. Yeah. Uh, especially, I mean... And, and I have a lot of friends over here in Denver that I talk to, but Denver handled things so well over the last 18 months that even though there was lockdowns and shutdowns and all these different things, it doesn't feel like when it started coming back, it was so drastically different. Yeah. Mesa County kind of went, fuck you, we're not following the rules, and everything fell apart. Yeah. And nobody wants to talk about it. There's a lot of things that people in Grand Junction don't want to talk about. Yeah. A lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. The drug problem, the systemic racism, the mm -hmm. fucking fact that the city attorney's been in power for the last however fucking long. I don't know. It's it's so weird. Like I haven't I haven't been back to Junction. I think the last time we were in Junction. Okay, this was like two, three years it'll be three years this year, I think. because um, we came through when I say we, me and Wall the Fallen, mm -hmm. um, we did like a their first like three day tour of like little run, just like hey, fuck it, go do stuff. Go do stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, here, here, little bird, yeet. Like the last, <laughs> the last day of it, we were in Junction and we played the Black Dahlia. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the last time I was in Junction. So you really just stayed at the theater and did your thing and theater, superheroes. Yeah. Maybe go grab a coffee around the corner and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. I, you know, and I mean, I quote unquote live there, yeah. but I mean, I don't go downtown unless I have to. Yeah. It just doesn't. It's not, I don't think it's the same. It's, it's not the same at all. And that's what gets me is that people talk about it like, oh, it could be, it could be, it could be. And the city's pushing so much shit at Las Colonias and don't get me wrong. Yeah. It, that's amazing. Yeah. Like that's an amazing project. And finally they did something right. So I give him credit on that, but the best bar in town is the strip club. It's, I mean, it's a dollar to a dollar fifty more per drink than some of the other places in town. Some of them it's the same price. Yeah. Yeah, you got Bin and you got Sixty Six. You got the good restaurants, so you got Suhiro. Yeah. And and honestly, the Irish pub's got pretty good food. But the Irish pub is another one. They opened up in the same spot the old one was. Um, Which and one? it's the where where the local was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, I, I thought you were... Not Nagy's, no. Okay. No, dude, I miss Nagy's. Fuck, I miss Nagy's. <laughs> that place was amazing. Um, yeah, I even miss 
hearing Vanessa yell at people. I miss that. Um, <laughs> but it's when you go downtown, you can't bar crawl, really. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, where Barron's used to be, there's the place that it is now, which I can't even remember the fucking name. Um, you got Paul's spot. Sierra's is down at, at the oh. at the end there, right by the Mexican place. I mean, you got some places, but it's bar four businesses. Yeah. Bar block and a half. Bar across the street. Go over to Colorado Ave. Bar. Come back to Main Street. It's so far between now. And there's, it's so broken up and nobody talks to each other. Is Charlie still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's the one staple down there. But even that doesn't feel the same because they actually, of course, take the rules seriously and actually follow the state mandates. Yeah. And that makes people go, oh, it's the liberal place. It's the, it's like, duh, all the drag shows didn't tell you that, you <laughs> stupid fucks. Like, I love Liz. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I love Liz. Because she literally went, fuck you, I got this. And that's just who she is. Yeah. I and and she's unapologetic about it. That's why I will always love her. It's it's why I loved Carrie to an extent was because Carrie was just kind of like, "Fuck the system. I'm doing my shit, and that's it." Yeah. Yeah. Do we did we all kind of maybe go a little too fast? Absolutely. We all did. Yeah. Even Tia admitted she's like, "Man, I did not prepare for the downside of this." Yeah. And I I've, I've had a couple of really uncomfortable conversations with people that after. After that shutdown of the Mesa, which I've still been very quiet about, like if people want the truth, they can go look it up. Yeah. You know what happened. You know, some of the downtown owners know what happened. I obviously know what happened. I mean, I sat in court for 65 days trying yeah. to go like, do I even get to speak today? Do I have to just sit here? Do I have to? But when we planned that reopening and that went to shit the way that it happened, that's when downtown started just falling apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was pretty rapid succession where we were done, and then there started being the downturn for Tia, and then Sabrosa closed, and then Barron's changed everything up and became the hipster bar, yeah. and then the local, and that huge fucking fiasco that was going on there, and then the replacement bars, and it's like, yeah. it was just one thing after a fucking other, and then even Cam and them having to sell thunderstruck and making it into twisted turtle like yeah i give kevin credit for stepping in and trying to do something but they, he inherited a mess yeah and there's no one in any position of leadership and in a business area like even here in denver the circ clubs talk to each other the big music venues talk to each other the promoters and producers talk to each other you have to have communication oh yeah and that fell apart yeah. I mean, you're you gone, Sid gone, Carrie gone, me gone, Cam gone. I mean, just just right there, just those five. Yeah. That was a huge group of us that made sure that we all knew what the other bars and clubs and people were doing. Yeah. yeah no, that was uh. Yeah. I kind of I don't know. The day before the Sabros the the Sabrosa shut down. That was uh. That was horrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, because I I literally quit the night before. Mm -hmm. Fucking door locks were changed on Sabrosa. Yeah. And for a second there, everyone thought that I knew that that was gonna happen. 
That wasn't the case. <laughs> well, and that whole... I wish Carrie fought that. Yeah. I do. I understand why she didn't. And Carrie and Tyler moving was great for them. Yeah. Absolutely. But I do wish she fought that because... Sabrosa was the last kind of vestige of, of what we all knew to be like uh, a really good we can do this kind of thing yeah and we were still doing I was still doing some shows there between there and the Avalon or there in Colonius or whatever like I was still doing stuff and when that closed it just kind of was like I don't even want to try anymore yeah like I don't have anybody I care enough to do this for and that was part of the reason why like it like dragged me out of downtown like I after Sabrosa I went back and worked at Mesa for maybe like three shows I was just like, nah. It's, it was not even not close it. to the same. And then I just, I went and worked for Liz for a year. Just yeah. Just in the kitchen. Kind of disappeared out of Grand Junction that way. Well, and that's, like, people are still shocked. Like, I have people that live in Junction. They're like, when are you going to be back in town? I'm like, you really don't know that I'm here? <laughs> like, really? Like, I just, you know. And, and, and part of it, biggest thing is, I stopped fo- posting on Facebook. Yeah. I, I lost my taste for Facebook when it turned into nothing but trolls and bullshit news. Yeah. So I don't post. And people, that was my biggest following. And then I culled my friends list from like 5,000. It was like forty nine ninety one or something. Yeah. Like right there at the 5,000 mark. I culled it down to like 2,100. I just got rid of anybody I didn't personally know. Yeah. I just got rid of it. I was like, there. I think I still have like a bunch of people on my Facebook, but I probably post there maybe like... Every once, once, yeah, yeah. Every, every once in a while, again. I'll I'll post a memory. That's most of what I post. Yeah, or I'll change a photo. I haven't, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't thought about Junction so long. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even coming over here, yeah. I spend a lot of time going to different shows and looking at things. And I mean, what what Zach and Keith did with Trailside blows my mind. Yeah, that they kept that floating. Every couple of weeks, there was something big going on. I that. That's a huge... It's a, it's a fucking staple. It's like kind of like the starting grounds of Denver. Yeah. It, it really is. It, it is. And and they're kickstarting. And then the fact that they're doing some of the bigger shows. and doing, I mean, Zach's got some things in the works. It's like, okay. Yeah. Let's see what happens here. Because that boy can run. When you give him you give him a little bit of leash and he'll fucking take off. So oh, yeah. he's doing real well. Um, he's all being a responsible grown-up, being a homeowner and shit too, which... <laughs> I don't know. Do you ever find it weird that I'm like the most childish of all of us, and I'm pro- I think I'm the second oldest. Who's older? Chad. Huh? Is Chad older than me? Sid's older than me too, actually. Sid's more of a grown up than me, though. Sid's been a grown up since he was like a fetus. <laughs> <laughs> Just came out. Yeah, he beard. came out with the beard. And... <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell me what to do. I'll work this job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he sounds like a transformer in my head. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> no, there's people that I miss, but like I, I do. I have to. If I want to talk, like, dude, there's nobody that listens to metal over there. Injunction? No, nobody listens to metal. Yeah. And there's no bands. There's no fucking bands, dude. Yeah. We used to, like, have to fight them off. It's because, oh, no, there's a couple bands. 
But Zoloft's still kicking around. Well, Zoloft is an institution. Yeah. They're not really even a band <laughs> anymore. They, they're like possibly a religious icon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's this uh, fucking Just As Well. I just listened to their new song. I was like, eh, I fuck with it. Yeah. But that's, I mean, really, even the people who are in big bands and do different stuff, like, I jammed, I jammed with Josh two weeks ago. Yeah. And that's the first time he's picked up a guitar and played with anybody in years, he said. I'm like, because he was going to be in Demise for a minute, and then he didn't move over here, and then yeah. he was going to be in a couple bands over there, and that nothing ever materialized. Ben and I have talked about doing stuff. Pete and I have talked about doing stuff. Ethan and I used to talk about doing stuff, but nobody ever does it. Yeah. And I don't have the fucking energy to be like, all right, practice is at this time on these days of the week, and you almost be here. And then with my transient fucking lifestyle the last year and a half, yeah. it wasn't... Nope. It wasn't possible. No. I mean, I'm doing some musical stuff now, working with Shelly and working with... I'm doing some cover work and just real random shit that I'm releasing on my own. Yeah. And I've been doing DJ work and, and remixes and stuff, but it's the scene is just not there even in like Junction used to be the mecca of I'm a rapper I'm a rapper from Grand Junction you don't even hear that anymore yeah I think what there's no alright there there is one band in Junction that is doing well for themselves and that's uh Taylor Riley's band uh Awaiting Eternity okay fair um but anything Taylor does is gonna be uh The Oriental yeah anything Taylor touches is gonna Go, that, that dude is impossible to slow down. Yeah. He's a fucking juggernaut. So, one of the most talented musicians I've ever met. Yeah. And and the fact that he's not being paid millions of dollars by major producers still kind of blows my mind. Yeah. So, that that's true. And, and, and he... They're doing stuff. But, again, it used to be like... I mean, when we would be like, we've got a metal show, there'd be like... 20 fucking bands banging on the window and we want to open that and the bands from Denver bands from Salt Lake bands from Vegas can we come up can we be on it that doesn't exist anymore that's because everyone's moved away it's not just Injunction though like I'm even even here like there's some bands that are still kicking around and doing stuff but a lot of the big bands that were like two years ago were like playing shows every month yeah. and opening the big headliners and going and doing stuff they're not doing much well I mean that's the thing is like I feel like Denver's in a in the alternative scene, Denver's in a growth period. Because there's a bunch of bands that are actually doing a lot of shit. Um, Fox Lake. Those mm -hmm. guys are... They're about to go... Their, like, fall schedule is insane. Um, boys from Colorado Springs, uh, Blind to Life. Yep, Blind for Life. There we go. <laughs> they're doing a quick run. Um, the hardcore scene here is getting... We not weird. It's evolving, I think. It's definitely growing bigger. Um, fucking uh, mouth for war. Mm -hmm. um, they're hitting, they're gonna be on the road with uh, boundaries. Oh god, who was on that tour? <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, there definitely are bands doing things. They're doing stuff, but it doesn't feel as driven. Because the Colorado music scene has always been very close. Yeah. Even the, the with the Continental Divide taken into account, like, 
we when I was in Glenwood and we would play with shows, people in Denver would be like, hey, come over here, and we'd be going back and forth between Boulder and Denver, and then going to the Springs, and then popping over to Glenwood, and then playing Junction, and then I mean, that was just it was constant back and forth, and everybody yeah. actually worked with each other, and I really thought with the lockdown in particular over here yeah. that people would take that opportunity to be like, Rocket Space is still open. Let's get some shit done. We can be in there. Yeah. We can do it. It's not public. It's us, you know. And as as most of the musicians I know, especially ones that tour, the vaccines started popping up. People were like, leaping on it. Let me get back. Let me get back. Let me get back. Yeah. So we can go do more. So we can be more. But I didn't... I don't see the content I thought I would at the, the volume I thought I would. Yeah. Granted, the singles that I did see... Really quality. Yeah. I think people stepped up their production game. They stepped up their ability to really focus in on, okay, were we, we were weak here before and we should have focused on that. Now we've strengthened that yeah. and now we're a little more balanced. But I don't see a lot of the real quantity. It's like back when, when, when George H.W. Bush took office, I thought the punk scene was going to fucking explode. And I've talked about this several times. Yeah. I really thought it was going to... I was like, dude, the punk music is going to be so good for the next four years, at least. Yeah. And knowing this country, eight years. Like, holy shit. And other than than Green Day, no which offense. to my mind is like borderline punk. Yeah. I mean, the Stiff Little Fingers influence on them has waned and waned and waned over the years. Yeah. So they're less and less punk, but they still have that punk mindset. There really wasn't much. Yeah. Not on the on a national or international level. No. On the local level, there was a few. On the regional level, there was a few. But even California, the punk scene didn't resurge. And I thought for sure it would. That's what I thought was going to happen with, this, with with everything going on. It was like, we're hitting a global pandemic. Yeah. Everybody has to be home and everybody's using their computers to make music now. Everybody's sitting there. I mean, I won't lie. I pulled out guitars and pulled out bass guitars and started writing and doing stuff. And like, what can I do here? What can I do here? What can I produce here? What can I... And I really thought more people... I mean, I wrote two albums yeah. of shit myself. Will anyone ever hear it? Nah. But I did it myself. Yeah. I wanted to see what I could still do. I went through all the old machinery cell stuff and remastered the entire the entirety of our... And Drummer and I always joked when he was alive that we were going to re-release our first album because it was against our better judgment. Yeah. We were going to re-release it as slightly better judgment. <laughs> and we never did that. And I was like, cool. So I've worked on that and I've got it to a level where I'm like, yeah, actually, that's releasable on a level that I've written real sketch about releasing anything from that time period yeah. because that project evolved too. And I honestly just feel bad because nobody ever got to see Joe and he was such a huge part of what we were. Yeah. I feel like the pandemic should have brought more talent and more drive and more direction out of people yeah. than it did. I feel like a lot, at least with in my group of people a lot of us ended up doing stuff that we've been meaning to do and getting learning a different set of skills outside of music um like i finally have gotten behind a camera <laughs> fair um trying to catch up with tyler because he's a badass <laughs> badass no absolutely badass yeah <laughs> um but yeah I, well, and maybe that is it. I don't know. Like, what do you... F okay. You talk about getting behind a camera yeah. or... Like, 
and, and and you've been on Twitch and stuff for for years now. Yeah. I mean, we talked. That was the first time we were going to do something like this. <laughs> and that's the thing is that a lot of people that I knew are like, oh, I'm on Twitch, but I don't really do much with it right now. Like, people turn that into a career. There was a lot of like, all of a sudden, people's side hustles or their hobbies became their income sources. Yeah. And I've talked to a ton of people with that. Sash brought it up a couple weeks ago when we were talking. Um, even other photographers are like, yeah, I started like going back to graphic design and doing this and that because I wasn't making enough. Can't if you can't travel, you can't shoot. You can't yeah. shoot. Can't make make a living. And even though there were all these triple P loans and all these other things for self-employed people that had employees, for those of us that are like, I'm just me, they're like, yeah, fuck you. Um, you know, it, it's it's rough. And, and it, I mean, I was doing so much myself just trying to pay bills. Yeah. Just trying to keep up because there was no reprieve Yeah. For for those of us. And I think that's part of it. I think that maybe, maybe we, as a, as a country, because I can't say this about my friends in Australia, completely different story. My yeah. friends in Great Britain and France and completely different. Even my Canadian friends, completely different. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people stepped in and went, okay, this one thing that I used to do for fun is now my job. Yeah. And maybe that deterred from the idea of, okay, I could take this time and be creative, but now I have to focus triply hard on just making money. And maybe yeah. that's it. But I don't feel like anybody ever took their job that seriously that they wouldn't go to band practice or they wouldn't write music or they like how many times have you ever heard or maybe even thought if I don't pick up a guitar soon or I don't fucking scream into a microphone soon or I don't play something on the keyboard or even just sit down and play video games for a couple hours. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm going to die. Yeah. That's I mean. And I feel like as a country, people threw that away. Yeah. Went, all these things that keep me going that are my escape don't matter. Yeah. And I don't, I'm just having a really hard time <laughs> grasping that. I really am. I've, I feel like it showed a lot of people like, well, I don't know. They just found different ways to, for lack of a better word, get serotonin. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the porn industry exploded. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, people always talk about OnlyFans, but not just OnlyFans. Yeah. I mean, the porn industry exploded. There's a lot there because there's tons of people bored and sitting at home going, I'm lonely and I got 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm going to use the first three of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I mean, a lot of my friends that do adult work, like even they're like really supportive of OnlyFans. They're like, yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Like if you can sit at home and make money and do this and be the girl next door, more power. Like yeah. the empowerment of that. I the the timing. I feel like too many people stepped back because the the Black Lives Matter and the protests and everything that were right at the onset of the lockdowns. Yeah, those waned so much that I feel like people have kind of lost how really important the start of a new decade with that was. Yeah, that. It set a precedent and like definitely started to change things. I think because I was down there. Oh yeah. <laughs> like. I mean, I was talking to friends all over. I mean, there wasn't very much injunction, but what there was, people were really, really loud about. Yeah. Um, injunction's very racist. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, very uh, racist. Well, so. <laughs> I was, 
I think I was like scrolling through Grand Junction TikTok last night and I was like, Jesus, why are there so many Trump flags in this one rally? I guess it was like the it was the sixth. Oh yeah. And like that whole like old Hastings parking lot was just like filled and I was like, Oh Jesus. This is I'm glad I left. <laughs> yeah. Where were you on the sixth? Where was I? I was yeah. at work. Did you hear about it while you were at work? Mm -hmm. What was going on? Yep. I was on Twitter all day. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I was sitting there. I was on the phone with a couple of people. And I had people. They wanted me to, to react and talk. And I was like, I'm going to wait until yeah. we know a little more. Because I don't know what the fuck. I really thought we were looking at another fuck up as big as like the Bay of Pigs and things yeah. like that. In my mind, I was like, our government is going to fuck this up so bad. And I'm glad that it didn't get worse than it did, but I'm still just kind of in shock over the fact, like, how how, how are people not just really mad about this? Or just people, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I, there was a lot of angry people that I talked to, and I was like, one of those angry people. Um, what I don't get is that people still think that he's coming back to be president or that he's the what 13th president ever and it's like what is this Q shit why why y'all used to tell us don't believe everything you read on the internet and now we're the ones being like hey don't believe everything you read on the internet but yeah <laughs> believe nothing <laughs> literally nothing because even in some of the news actual news I'm like yeah. that was wrong or skewed or I can't stand media yeah we okay so we sit around and talk about aliens or magic or dragons or what have you yeah was there ever a time where somebody said it just a completely outlandish conspiracy theory where everybody kind of looked at each other and went okay that that might actually be real ever once did that happen Ever? Ever. No, not really. I am 42 years old and I cannot remember once where I heard a conspiracy theory where I was like, absolutely, we're all on the same page, that's true. Every once in a while, like... Uh, I mean, 9-11 was an inside job. And I believe that as well. <laughs> I do believe that as well. And that's a very, still very unpopular opinion. I think that that whole thing was, was predetermined and... I think it was an excuse to do what what we're now dealing with again, yep. literally in the last week. Like, yep. yeah, um, yeah. My political views. People think they understand my political views until I really get going, and they're like, "You're not normal." No, the no, fuck, I'm no. not. Um, that I don't know. I I look at how many people that I know and respect, genuinely respect. Yeah who have stepped up recently and come out with, you know, I, I had to stop following a couple people because they truly believed that Trump was our Lord and Savior, that he was the second coming of Christ. And I'm like, how are you thinking this? How is this possible that you can come to that conclusion? Yeah. Well, it says this and this and this and this and this and this in the Bible. No, it fucking doesn't. Read the Bible, you stupid fuck. <laughs> How many times has the Bible been rewritten? I mean, the Bible in English? Not the Bible! Not! No. Not even close! No. It's a decent history and a timeline of what happened in an area 
It's so tiny. Mm -hmm. The whole region, the entirety of the Bible happened in such a little tiny region. It's like, not even half of this state. It's ridiculous. The human race is, <sighs> I got a lot of things to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are so jaded. The government admits UFOs are real. Yeah. And everybody just kind of goes, Yep. Meh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so? What do you want from us? Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> We've been telling you. We want the truth. <laughs> Literally that day, I bet David Coney ran outside and they were like, Look, look! And then there was nobody there. He goes, Who cares? <laughs> fuck. Nobody gives a shit. Fuck. <laughs> you know, and, and of course, now they're like, Well, they're obviously UFOs. We still don't know what they are. Unidentified. Yeah. That's the point. And I was like, oh, it's under our oceans. Oh, it's this, oh, it's that. Like, And I still watch a lot of that stuff. I still keep up with a lot of the ghost hunting people that I've been friends with. You see, the, the thing with UFOs is that it's literally, what if what if it's just billionaires from other planets? It's the, it's the Jeff Bezos, <laughs> the fucking Centaurist, being like, dude, there's this planet of a bunch of stupid fucks. Let's go watch. It's better than TV. We are their fucking yep. reality. That... That makes more sense to me than almost anything. I, I still think we're fucking weird sea monkeys. Yeah. We're a fucking experiment. Somebody just went, ant farm. <laughs> Look at the planet I made, Mom. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, what is it, the simulation theory? I, I used to be until I realized that if that's true, because I have this theory. <laughs> okay, so we, remember the superpower thing? Useless superpowers we used yeah. to come up with? And yours was like, yeah, but maybe I'm in charge of gravity. You can't prove me wrong. Like, <laughs> the, you fucked my son up. To this day, he's still like, fucking Derek. Every time he drops him, he says fucking Derek. And then he's like, I just want to like shoot him to see what would happen. But I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when he dies? Do we all fly away? We were on the planet before he lived. But maybe he just transferred to him. You don't know. <laughs> We're flying, but only one inch off the ground. There's all the different ones. I always thought the best superpower is I'm invisible when you're not looking. As long as nobody's looking at me, I'm invisible. Yeah. And no one knows but me. Then the simulation thing kicked in. I was like, maybe my code just stops. <laughs> it just don't exist unless somebody's in the room. And I don't know it because I'm just like an NPC. That's why this the, the, the whole new, the, the fucking new Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah. I don't want to go see it because everybody else is like, oh, it's going to be funny and kind of romantic. It's going to be this. I'm like, it's a fucking horror story to me because that might be me. I'm not okay with that. So oh, what, what is that? I, I'm free, free guy. Free guy. He's basically, he's an NPC. Okay. And then he becomes conscious. Oh. And he's like, wait, what? I can't die? And he like tries to change. He becomes an NPC who tries to do like good things. And, yeah. and I, I'm guessing it's Ryan Reynolds. So you know, it's going to be funny as shit. Yeah. I mean, he even made, the fucking Pokemon movie livable. Yeah. I mean, he's just... Everything but Green Lantern. Really, everything but Green Lantern. Green Lantern and Deadpool in the X-Men universe. Well, yeah, yeah. but that you can't blame him for that because he actually played the part very well. Yes, he did play the part very well. The smart-ass talking and the way he did shit and... Yeah. I mean, even the Blade stuff he didn't Blade, I liked. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's fucking funny. I like this shit. You know, so th that kind of stuff, you know it's got to be a good movie, but to me, it literally... It kind of triggers me, like... Well, what if? What if that is actually it and we're all just idiots? Because you believe that you die in a car accident, you die. Because you believe that you can't fly, you can't. 
what does it take to become conscious? And there are people around the planet who are literally like putting pouring poisons into themselves trying to wake up in the matrix. You gotta wonder. Well, I mean, it... I don't know. That's a. That's... I've lost it. <laughs> no, those are those moments where I will, I like. I mean, you know me. I don't sleep much anyway. Yeah. I will literally sit there, exhausted, and I will see like a little blip of light, and I'm like, that was a pixel. I know that was a fucking pixel. <laughs> Next six hours of my life ruined. <laughs> just ruined because I will just start thinking and then of course what do I do I get on the fucking internet I go on YouTube and I start looking up videos and I fucking just inundate me with a bunch more and then for the rest of the day I'm looking around going I'm gonna see another one I'm gonna see another one same thing every time I see a spirit for like the next week I'm just like freaking out looking around every fucking corner like because I'm not scared of them but it's still like I want to see him see I get I get something similar to that except I get a lot of deja vu and I'm always waiting for the next, for whatever. I always, the way I always look at it is like I'll have I'll have like a sensation of deja vu, and then um, I'm always trying to figure out. Okay, so this is where the path splits. Okay. Okay. See, and I I don't. How long is it between bouts of deja vu? Like, you do you? Is it something that happened a few days ago, or something that happened like today, or is it something that happened years ago? You feel like I've done this before, but it was. Uh, when when was the last time I had deja vu? Because mm -hmm. I have like deja vu like maybe like once a week. Jesus Christ, yeah. man! <laughs> it's, it's weird. Sometimes I'll have like months where it like stops, but then like it'll kick back in. Like right now, I'm in, a, I'm, in a, I'm in a phase where like deja vu will happen at least once a week. That's insane, dude. See, because like when I have it, it's very it's very holy shit moment yeah. for me it's very like overwhelming um i had one last week it's probably the first time in a year that i've experienced it but it's something i thought of like a year and a half ago yeah and it was in a place that i could not have known in a situation i could not have guessed with people that i didn't even know yet and that's one of those things like there's that dream theory that when you dream about people and you see faces because we've seen them before yeah you don't ever dream about I think we dream about people that we're going to meet too because of the cycle of the circle yeah. of time. Yeah. And there's times where it like literally like even now there's a couple of people that I hang out with pretty regularly that I didn't know a year and a half ago. Yeah. But the second I saw them, I recognized them. And I'm like, why do I know this person? And then like the event happens and I'm like, uh... son of a fuck. <laughs> How did I do that? Yeah. It's, uh... I don't know. The thing with like, I don't know, maybe it's not deja vu. It's like that similar feeling of having it. But mine's always like, uh, you know, how do I put it? You know when you're, you know someone's staring at you. Mm -hmm. It's almost that type of feeling. So, but, I don't, it almost feels like a warning I guess. Like, like, Spidey Sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's... yeah, Spidey Sense. That's yeah. <laughs> where it's just, oh, pay attention. This has happened. I've done this. Yeah. I knew this was coming. Yeah. yeah. How much, okay. I don't know. We've talked about it for like how much, you know, 
if you believe in, in, in predetermination, predestination, and then how much you manifest. We've talked about that a million times over yeah. sake and shit. Just like, hey, let's get drunk and talk about really heavy shit that we're <laughs> never going to come to a conclusion on. Um, I've run into you, especially lately, and I've started to surround myself with more people who I view as touched or enlightened or or able to manifest magic in some form or other and, or manifest energy in a, yeah and i'm discovering more and more of those people are like man i feel like we were like friends 2000 years ago yeah or like like they, there's one friend that comes to mind and i've always had this feeling with audrey she's the one where i'm always just like it's so weird that we know shit about each other that we've never talked about yeah but we just know there are those people, though, that I've talked to. I had a conversation the other night. It just blew my fucking mind because this girl actually was... We've spoken on the phone twice for, like, just a minute. Yeah. And we were having a fairly serious, in-depth conversation. And she kept finishing my sentences. Like, dead on what I was going to say. And I was like, how? <laughs> how are you? We've met each other in person four times. Yeah. We've talked on the phone twice. Like, all of our... Everything we have in our lives is Snapchat. Yeah. How are you doing that? And when I pointed it out to her, she was just like, I don't know. I feel like we've talked about this stuff before. And it's like, we definitely haven't. Yeah. Well, I know we haven't, but I feel like we have. And it's those things that more and more, I feel like there are people finding each other. Indigo children are linking up with each yeah. other. Mediums and touched people and people who have sight can are starting to recognize each other. It's like the, you know how they always say like serial killers recognize other serial killers. Rapists recognize other rapists. Yeah. It's like the good part of that, but people don't realize how fucking Jedi that can turn <laughs> into. And then like, okay, what the, what's the flip side? Yeah. And I can't tell if that's a new thing or I'm just noticing it. I don't know. Because I, I, I definitely feel you because I've, I've definitely met a lot of more magical, enlightened people since moving here. <laughs> well, just in case population. I mean, yeah. you you socially opened up in huge ways being over here. Yeah. So that's that's a big part of that. But I mean, I even online people I have because like I'm not social. I, I, I'm, well, that's the thing. It's like I don't I don't meet a lot of people out there. Yeah. I meet everyone online. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's been a weird thing, especially with this like last year. Like I've gone through like this whole fucking reset my life. Again. <laughs> third time, fourth time. Mm. I know for sure third, but kind of fourth. I don't know. You I've you do many time. resets when you date. Yeah. So that kind of counts. Kind of. Um, it's more adaptation than yeah. change. And in my mind, that's different. Adapting to another person that's part of oh, your lifestyle yes. versus changing your lifestyle yes. is very different. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually one of the, the weird thing in relationships is that I'm more likely to change for a friendship than I am a relationship. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm very much the same way, and that's why I've been like, I'm not, we're not doing this. We're not doing the dating thing. I, I suck at relationships. <laughs> I'm really good at love. You've yeah. seen it. I'm good at love. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm but the everything around them? No. No. Not at all. I'm fucking horrible. I ruin people. Yeah. Straight up just destroy <laughs> them. I'm like, oh, I am so sorry I broke you. I mean, when given the option, I usually 
wake up in the morning and choose violence. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I'm like, oh. You know, I, and I say this all the time. Nobody gets up and says they're going to just choose to mess their day up. But there are times where I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to fuck somebody's day up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not mine, but I'm going to fuck somebody's day up today. That's pretty normal for me. But to, to look at it long term, like I don't actually want to destroy people or things yeah. unless it's in an attempt to to rebuild and make it stronger yeah and that's the hard that's the hard pill to swallow yeah is how do you know which is which because you never know the outcome so there are people like i will i will change for a friend if i've got a true friend and they're like they challenge me in life and i did change for my last relationship yeah i did i changed a lot and really opened myself up and got squashed so you know, it's been it's been two and a half years, and I'm still like, ow, 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 every day. Fuck, I had an incident last night that I was like, yeah, I'm obviously not healthy. Um, <laughs> not that I've ever been mentally good, but <laughs> if anyone is, there's no one there. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. People talk. Yeah. If people are talking about their traumas and their damage and the different things that they experience, I mean, there's a lot to be said about that because. I don't know. I, I keep looking at how often or how many times I... It's that whole thing. If you're crazy, do you know you're crazy? Do you sit around masturbating in your own feces and going, I can't believe how fucking crazy I am. <laughs> like, that's the best line in Seven. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, fuck, I never looked at it that way. Like, if, you, if you're still questioning, like, am I nuts? Am I not? You're not. Yeah. You may be dangerously fucking close, but you're not. Yeah. I keep really looking at more and more I will go weeks now where I feel normal and then I realize yo none of that was normal <laughs> nothing I just did was like I'm just used to it yeah so putting that on other people is like I don't I don't want to do that yeah I feel that but I will change for if I have friends that push me and challenge me and do that stuff I'm like yeah absolutely yeah. other people that are around me though I will adapt and I notice myself doing it like, oh, well, you don't like this or you you don't like this coffee yeah. or you don't like this kind of soda or and I will change up. Cool. It's easy enough for me not to. See, I've, I've taken a very hard stance on being who I am, accepting other people. And if they can't accept me. All right. Later. And that's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's more a matter of if and when you feel like you can there are things that i have looked at in my life especially recently politically uh, more than anything else the idea that i know where i stand and what i like yeah and it's really hard for me to look at somebody else and go i'm right you're wrong but there are times where i'm just unchangeable yeah. in certain aspects and politically tends to be the biggest one of them where i'm just like no i have like some things are right some things are wrong and and there are black and white elements to this very gray thing yeah that's as long as you accept that people could change your mind with the right argument or if they could i think that's okay to be just yeah. really just steadfast in who you are and how you feel i Fun. mean as long as it's based on facts yeah well, even <laughs> even opinions. I mean, we've talked about it. If if you have an opinion yeah. and you don't own it like it's a fucking fact, you don't deserve that opinion. Yeah. You don't. Like, you fucked up. You shouldn't have that opinion. You haven't earned the right to, to say it. Yeah. And I firmly believe that. Yeah, maybe that's fucked up of me, 
but I really do think that if you state an opinion and you don't own it like it was gospel, yeah. then uh, what'd you look at your, did you look at your phone like I, it was a clock? I thought it was my fucking... No, it's not. It's on the other side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you look so confused. No, but if you don't own a, a, an opinion like it's it's just absolute part of your who, what your truth is, then I don't see how anyone can ever change their mind either. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, have you have, were you in debate or anything in high school? I didn't go to high school. Fair. <laughs> I think I dropped out sophomore year and then got my GED. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew you got your GED. I just didn't know how much you went to. So. Um, Debate is one of those things. That it's like it's like when they do like mock trial and shit. Yeah. Like you're supposed to learn these things to move forward. I I recently my dad was the one who said he's like, have you checked out how debate works now? Like, did it change? He's like, it it really did. You need, um, nah. It's not debate. It's basically talk as fast as you can and force create an argument that nobody's really listening oh, so to. So Ben Shapiro, everything. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's what it is now. It's literally like, I'm going to say everything as fast as I can and say it like it's an absolute fact and there's nothing you can do to argue with it because this is how it is. I may not have any, back, any factual basis behind it. I didn't do any fucking research, but this is exactly what I think. And it's whoever presents the best argument the quickest wins. No. That's not debate. That's... Talk fast. That's being sold. Yeah. That's salesmanship. Yeah. That's not an argument. That's not a back and forth. There's no... And so... I think that is a direct translation to why slam poetry is becoming less and less common. And hip-hop, in many ways, like backpack rap in particular, yeah. is, is waning. People aren't challenging these things. Even a lot of really good metal, unless it's got the theme of blackened or... It, it really just loses any kind of meaning. And I'm... I'm really struggling with that. I'm struggling with the, this idea that we as a society have decided to take a very communication back and forth and, and debate yeah. is a extremely healthy. Yeah. Look at our governmental system that every, no matter, I don't care what your stance is, nobody's happy with the government right now. No, no. Far right, far left, doesn't matter. Everybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Everybody's just, the whole world's looking at us like, well, it's because of the whole world. Like, what was I saying? I was saying this a couple fucking months ago. I was like, the left is center, the right is real right, and the far left is like where left around the world is. I yeah, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's a pretty decent visual. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm fucking stealing that. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's a really good way to look at it. See, people, when I talk politics, they don't understand that socialism and communism are on opposite ends of the political spectrum. Yeah. They think they're the same shit. No. And they don't realize they're they're ex they're extremely opposite, almost coming around and meeting each other if you were to bend it. Yeah. But if you're looking at a full spectrum, you got black and white here, and you've got the deepest color range here. And that's how it is. Yeah. I keep trying to wrap my head around this idea that even though everybody's pissed off and nobody's happy with what the government is, no one is talking about it. No one in government is talking about it. anyone in the world right now is happy with their government. New Zealand. Yeah. 
we got a COVID case. Everybody shut down. And they just do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we got this. I mean, they've had the lowest rates, everything. I mean, yeah, I think that's one. Um, I mean, probably like little city states like Luxembourg and stuff. They're probably like, hey, we're good. Fuck I mean, you. Literally, the American dream right now is to live in New Zealand. I would live in a hobbit house like a mom. <laughs> They're building a hobbit village here in Colorado. <laughs> I know where it is, and I'm like kind of thinking about maybe, maybe getting into that. I don't know. I I look at Republicans don't talk to Democrats. Democrats don't talk to Republicans. They barely talk barely talk to each other. The <laughs> they don't talk to their people. Yeah, the Republican Party is basically split into three factions now. Yeah. So it's complete, and 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 you've got even two of the three are just so afraid of Donald Trump that they don't say or do anything yeah. that's effective. One of them, one group is like, we're bringing him back. The other group is like, well, he's not coming back, but we're terrified of him. And then you got the other group is like, he's not coming back. We need to do what's right. And they're being thrust from office and removed from committees. Yeah. So that doesn't fucking work. And then you got the Democratic Party that is pussyfooting around on one side. And then the other side is just so gung-ho about everything that they're ignoring. They're looking forward without looking at now. Yeah. Which... We talk. I was a huge Obama supporter. Yeah. Huge Obama supporter. But I did say, I think he's very naive. I don't think he can do all the things he thinks he can do. And he didn't. He couldn't do most of the things because he was fighting a Republican-controlled Congress. And, yeah. I mean, all the things were going. I was like, you, you can't go into it going, I'm going to. When you can't do anything. When you can't do it. When you really have no power to do that. It's, yeah. I'm hoping to. Yeah. I'm hoping we can do this. And it really is, like... I still get mad because so many people that I talk to that are older than me are still like, well, Ronald Reagan was a shitty fucking president. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. That man was horrible as a leader, as a person, as everything. Like, no. I also don't think Kennedy was a good fucking president. I think he did the biggest blunders we've ever dealt with as a country. I think Nixon was a great president. He was just a crooked son of a bitch. Yeah. Great president. Carter, fantastic president. No power. Zero power. Yeah. Couldn't do anything. You know, I you know I would love to have seen what would have happened if Al Gore had been elected. I think at this, that point, if, if if Al Gore was president, we probably wouldn't be dealing with a lot of climate shit. Yeah. As we are now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think there'd be a lot more people playing D and D. Probably. Shit like that. There'd be a lot more <laughs> nerds being like, "Yep," and it wouldn't be like the Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk nerd stuff. Yeah. It would be the the everyman going young. Yeah, kind of bored let's go make a nuclear reactor okay yeah you know i don't know as a uh, <laughs> there's that joke of uh us millennials being doomers <laughs> i'm it's gonna get too hot anyway i've stopped caring about the future like i just do what's i guess could be perfect and fine for me to live the rest of my life but i don't expect to I lived in Denver, what, two weeks ago? I had the worst air quality in the world. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get better. No. Nothing's going to get better. No. <laughs> well, I can't say that because the way technology works, there are advents. That kid who made that bike that could go on water and clean up ocean. that Unless my consciousness can be uploaded into a server. Maybe these Tesla bots. Maybe if I can upload my brain into a Tesla bot. That's the only way the human race is surviving. I I, I believe that. I just don't know if it's in our lifetimes or if it's no. going to be three, four generations down the road. or It's it's really hard to say, and I, I do think that. I think that... Here's the difference. 
my parents lived in a constant state of fear because of the Cold War and nuclear fallout and all yeah. that. Whereas my kids, and really till about the, the 30, 31, that range there, live in this state of we're going to try and salvage what we can and make it last as long as possible. But at some point, it's just going to... It's like when you buy a car that's used yeah and you know that there's things wrong with it and you just keep duct taping the same parts together that's what i feel like a lot of your generation and my kids generation are doing it's just basically like you gave us a fucked up car yeah but it runs <laughs> and it gets me there this stupid flying rock hurtling through space it's getting me somewhere yeah. so we're gonna keep trying to plug holes in <laughs> A little bit of paint, you know, that's what I feel like. And, and that it, maybe that's defeatist of me. Maybe I, I mean, I feel bad about it, yeah. but I don't, I have been into environmental work since I was a very small kid. Yeah. Since before even I understood recycling and stuff like that, my, and it was an economic thing. Yeah. My grandparents would save aluminum foil and bags and things like that all the time and reuse stuff. And I've always been, I mean, you've lived with me. I have weird shit in weird yeah. packaging and save stuff and, oh, that butter container can be reused for this. And, and that's that's Great Depression era thinking. It, it really is. It, yeah. Yeah. And so I learned it on accident, but I've held to it for yeah. a very long time. Like, I can do as much conservation. I love plants. I love I'm constantly doing something to try and reclaim nature into an area. My last trip to Detroit, I went into the areas that nature reclaimed, and it was it was seriously like mentally masturbatory how yeah. good that felt. I'm like, I know this is sad because people lost their homes and this is how destitute they are, but the fact that nature in four or five years literally went, yeah. yes, <laughs> love it, fucking love it. That's amazing to me. I just, I don't feel guilty. I don't feel like it's even my generation's fault yeah or maybe even the generation ahead of me's fault like i don't want to throw everything on the baby boomers no, like no, fuck no. you because this problem started back in the 1850s in my mind yeah the industrial revolution i mean this country was supposed to be an ag agro that's what jefferson everybody said like oh we'll just we'll just grow crops all across the whole country and everyone went i can put a lot of cars there <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean that's oh it's late stage capitalism that's where we're at yeah and and that and capitalism was never designed as a governmental system, and yet here we are living in a governmental system based on the dollar and the gold bar and yeah. Bitcoin and like, and the whole world is going that way. Which, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, like the thing is like uh, I don't know shit about crypto. I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I do. But. That's gonna fuck something up down the line. Oh yeah, it's gonna fuck something up way bad down the line, dude. It already is, and people don't know. I I don't talk economics, especially when it comes to financial trading and day trading and stuff like that, yeah. because because I, I mean I obviously do it. Yeah. But and and, and I I still gamble. Yeah. I won't lie. I I. Dude, I made a lot on the Olympics. <laughs> I, I did. I I made money on the Olympics, and that's how I bought my groceries this month and shit. You know, I I play the odds. I understand Forex. I understand not everything crypto. There's a lot of crypto. I'm still just like, that makes no sense to me. And I don't yeah. get that. What the fuck is that? But it, it makes sense on a, purely mathematically, it makes sense. Watch this trend. Watch this. And it's to me, I just see everything in waves. Yeah. And that's how I watch 
the arts and that's how I watch music and that's how everything is. You don't ever want everything to just keep growing. Yeah. Because that's the same as a flatline and flatline is death. Yeah. It's not good. You want things to vary and do different things. But in watching what crypto is doing, and don't get me wrong, I have some very close friends who have done exceptionally well in crypto. Turn their lives around. Yeah. And, and, and people around them's lives. Yeah. Watching, there's a couple bands I know that were like, dude, we're gonna break up, we can't do this, we can't do that. And one guy's like, well, I just made $190,000 in the last two weeks. Yeah. Just let me cash out some Bitcoin. And people are like, huh? Huh? <laughs> what? You know, and, and being able to do that. I mean, one of our friends is buying a Tesla next week yeah. with what he made in four days. Yeah. Cause he, and he, he said, I got lucky. I bought at the right time. It went up. I sold at the peak and it literally dropped the next morning. I mean, that's kind of how I got through the pandemic. Yeah. Shout out to Dogecoin. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's just it is. It's, my rent for three months. <laughs> yeah. If you get right and you sell it right, it's the same as any stock. It's yeah. the same as any mutual fund. It's the same premise. The problem is, and what people don't realize is that what happens in the stock market is not an, a true reflection of what the economy is doing. Yeah. Crypto doesn't reflect any, any economy. <laughs> it is completely ethereal and disconnected there is no economic tie down yeah. so there's no anchor yeah which means that at some point somebody just goes we don't believe in this it can ruin the whole thing or what's going on now people are like no you're expected to believe in this and there's people going it's not real money <laughs> it's not real there's no money there but they just paid me how did they do that oh that's that's another thing too it's because like i I think it was like some neighborhood somewhere in England. They had their own like physical money for that neighborhood. And that's how that economy worked in that neighborhood. There's areas of Morocco that still work on the barter system. There is no money. Money is not good there. It's got to be barter. You have to trade. I like that. I, it works. <laughs> a lot of commun communal systems. Yeah. The Amish still do a lot of trade and you know, like, hey, I need my horse shot and you need grain. You know, that, that works. And and if you watch a lot of, I mean, I did the barter system all the way through to high school. I just didn't know it. I have candy. I have pot. I have, you need other things. I need things. I cool. I have this. You have that. Let's. Yeah. Yeah. I need comic books. I have weed. You want it. I want those comic <laughs> books. That would, I mean, that was, that, it sounds fucked up, but that, it was the barter system. I didn't think about it that, that way, but yeah. that's what it was. Having something as disconnected as most crypto, really all crypto, at the start, at the onset, yeah. could cause global financial strife yeah. in a day, in one day, it could okay. happen. Um, have we ever talked, have I ever told you about my Wizard of Oz breakdown? No. This, oh, okay. <laughs> Roald Dahl, when he wrote this, what was going I, I I'm big at, uh, we did this lyrically. We were talking about Kurt Cobain and what he was going through and he was writing certain lyrics and things like that. We were talking about the grunge era. So I do this with authors too, where I look at what they were going through. Mark Twain in particular, Roald Dahl, um, Harper Lee. Yeah. Like I want to know what they were going through. So I study them, not what they wrote, but them. And what was going on in the world when The Wizard of Oz was written was this American determination of we have steel barons we have railroad barons we have newspaper barons and are we going to continue following the gold standard yeah so the wicked witch of the north and the wicked witch of the south are these 
steel barons who are kind of arguing over no it's timber and steel here and no it's coal and steel here and then you got the railroad barons of the east and with it everybody's like oh we're getting behind them and they have the newspaper companies behind them and all this stuff and it's like how does how, how do you get everybody together yeah what do you look okay who are the meek your general population and it's dorothy the meek and humble that's the american people at that time yeah that's the american people and what does she end up finding out that she can befriend people that don't really have a brain but are this great mouthpiece and great leaders and that's your agricultural people yeah and then you've got the industrial people in the tin man and they're doing and they're like we have no heart but we can get shit done and then you have these people you're supposed to look at and go that's the people in charge that's my leader but they're fucking cowards in the cowardly lion and what are they doing they're following the yellow brick road to the green city he was literally telling everybody if we ignore all the witches and all the people in higher ups we if we ignore the one percent yeah because back then that was the one percenters yeah we've ignored that and we stay on this this is based in something tangible that we can do ourselves whether you're industrial agricultural political or just the basic everyman we can control gold yeah. we can control silver we can control crops and cars and what's built and where it goes if we maintain control of that and don't let anybody else tell us that's this super supposed power it will lead us to a significant monetary gain yeah the safety of the emerald city i like that that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> The thing that gets to me is I, the first time I, 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 and I can't claim entire responsibility. David Phelps, who is this amazing teacher I had, uh -huh. not David Phelps, Jim Phelps, sorry. It's David Everhard and Jim Phelps. They're two of my favorite teachers. I was actually in a band with these guys. They were that cool. Uh, Phelps was one of the few teachers who learned he could piss me off and keep me in class. Yeah. He'd keep me engaged. And he was, he, he talked about this a lot. He really did. It was like, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. And I loved it. I was just, it really engaged me. And he would do that with a lot of stuff. So when that started, he was the one who was like, well, if you look at the railroad barons in the East and the West and when they're coming through and all this, and he was the one who pointed that out. And then I just kind of came up with the economic stuff from there. Yeah. But what got me is that the first time I said that to somebody, I was trying to explain why people that are celebrities or people with lots of money like Ross Perot should never be in positions of political power. Yeah. Why is Donald Trump a dangerous politician? Not because he's an egotistical misogynist. That just makes him a bad person. Yeah. What makes him a dangerous politician is the concept that he believes that because he has money, he knows more than everybody else. He has power and control that other people don't have. Ross Perot was the same. Ross Perot terrified me when he was running. And I don't know if you even remember that because it was you were pretty young, but it terrified me that he wanted to be president. He's like, well, I have my own army. That's not cool with me. No. Somebody in Kansas doesn't like me. No. If he'd had control of like drones and oh no. I mean that's kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I and there were days where I was literally like Trump's so pissed off on Twitter today, he's going to fucking drone strike somebody in the US. He's going to fucking hit this he's going to go hit fucking MSNBC or CNN with the drone strike. Yeah. Fake news. Blow him up. Yeah, I I literally thought that. Granted, do I think he would ever do that? No, because the downfall and the the but in my mind it occurred that yeah. that could happen. But see that's the thing. It's like the people that believe in him now and still believe in it. Bizarre. It's like, what are they gonna do 
are they gonna become more are they gonna be more terrorists are there gonna be domestic terrorists i mean same with a you look a lot of the what are, what are they called the the people who not federalists people who don't believe in the american government they don't recognize it they they i can't remember what they're called but they either end up in communes or militia um and it's yeah. it's literally like i mean you talk about people in inner city it's like you either going to you're going to be a cop or you're going to be in jail like that's kind of that same mentality is yeah. if you if you're born into this you're either going to be in the militia or you're going to be in a commune because you can't work in a regular society yeah. i feel that there is more and more a nationwide communal feel i mean what got me about the last election and yes i understand this is a huge generalization but the number of people that voted for donald trump i literally looked at the number one there's really that many racist people in this country mm-hmm. <laughs> i really thought it was better than that like can you get it into a third like <laughs> and it's like i don't know who else in the republican party is even stepping up to be a leader though really that's the other side of it. they're so also fucking scared of what could happen or what he could do because he holds so much sway yeah that there's nobody stepping up and taking that position of leadership. I mean, last thing I fucking want is Ted Cruz in charge of anything. Ted Cruz shouldn't be in charge of anything. Ted Cruz shouldn't be in charge of Ted Cruz. <laughs> I mean, shit, the guy just, he, he, some people put their foot in their mouths. It's like he just fucking pours water and keeps trying to swallow. And yet he's still a leader? How? How does that work? Dick Cheney was the, in my mind, Dick Cheney was the scariest politician in the last 20 years. And the fact that he was the vice president and had the possibility of being in charge if anything happened while there, that really concerned me. Yeah. That really bothered me. Oh, I mean, do we, do we really think George Bush had any kind of power? I, I don't. There's days where he was just a talking head. You know. For Dick Cheney. Yeah. What was that movie? It was a farce where Dennis Quaid played the president. He basically played it as if he was... H.W. I can't remember the fucking name of it. It's advice. It's advice. No, it's they're they're on a it's a it centers around a terrorist group coming in and they're on a singing show. Hugh Grant's in it. Uh, Dennis Quaid plays the president. I don't know. It, I can't remember the name of the movie, but I remember that. And I remember at the end of that, Dennis Quaid like his earpiece goes out, and he just takes it out, and for the first time he's honest, and he just says. I'm really sorry oh, about some of this shit. Vantage point. That sounds right. Yeah, and it's just one of those where he's just like, I'm really sorry about this. We don't really know what's going on, and we can't really fix it. It's been going on for a lot longer than we were there, <laughs> and who knows when it's going to be over. It is what it is. You know, and, and it was one of those moments where I really, I identified, like, I wonder if that's how Bush feels. I wonder if that's how Bush feels. If he just goes fuck are we doing <laughs> what are we, what what's going on we opened up the door now do we put it back what do we do and i think that's what like i i think it's unfortunate that, that joe biden is going to deal with this stain of what has gone on in the last couple of weeks in afghanistan yeah. particularly I mean, they stopped a, a, another attack in kabul just this morning yeah um also side note when people say kabul i want to reach through the television and choke people it's kabul um, if you're going to speak about other regions of the, 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 the planet, learn what it is. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, 
I think that this is going to stain his presidency no matter what he does right. Yeah. This is going to be something that's going to look really – because there's – I mean, hell, there's a congressman from here in Colorado who's been saying we should have been out of here. We should have been moving people in April, March, April, get them out, get them out, get them out, start this. Yeah. And now it's being rushed. And the fact that they're moving – I mean, they moved tens of thousands of people yesterday, just – massive numbers of people that got moved to yeah. refugees and, and American citizens. And it's like, it's, it's, it's overwhelming how well they're doing it, but there's so much, every minute could be disaster, yeah. just pure fucking unadulterated chaos. And I think that's one of the things that I keep looking at is trying to figure out like, how is Joe Biden ever going to be looked at as I did a good job. I did these great things. I set these things. Because in my mind, what Biden's trying to do is reset to like two years into the second term of Obama. Yeah. He's trying to bring it back there. So it's like, okay, it, it, it's that moment of where you've walked down this path so far and went, okay, we're fucking lost now. We don't know where we're going. Yeah. Let's go back to where we recognize shit and take a different path. Yeah. That's what I feel like Biden's trying to do. Um, and don't get me wrong. I am not the biggest fan of Joe Biden. Kamala Harris, I'm a big fan. I think Kamala Harris is an amazing leader, has the potential to be really great. There's times where I, I, I'm not sure she knows that, so I think that that skews things. But I don't like that Biden was handed a plate of 20-year bullshit and now is trying to remedy it, and that's going to be the thing that people remember. Yeah. You know? On that same token, I look at somebody like Bush, who, Bush Sr., who had to, when he was trying to run for president, a lot of what affected him and Clinton winning was, you guys really fucked up Desert Shield, Desert Storm, you didn't take care of shit the way it was supposed to be, we're still dealing with economic problems, you said it would be fixed, we went to war for it, we won those war in a matter of days, yeah. what the fuck is wrong? You know, what the, the bottom line is now, when we look at what's going on, we lost a war. We were in, this is, I can't compare it to Vietnam because I don't, I don't feel like they're A, the same, but B, no. there's, I don't think anything will ever compare to Vietnam. No. Ever. No. But there are, there are, there are comparables. My camera just got too hot. That's weird. Um, there are comparables. There are moments that I, that I see where I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I totally get why you think this or why you think that or what's going on there. I think in those comparable moments, people have lost what really is important. We were trying to shape countries that had no desire to be shaped. Yeah. If the, those governments and those people want that, it's different. That's the biggest translation between the two that I'm still struggling with today. Like, we went in and said, our system of government, which, by the way, doesn't really work for us, no. is what's best for you. No. Who've never lived this way <laughs> in, in millennia. You've never lived this way. And are there some really great things that have happened? Yes. Women's rights, going to school. Unbelievable. Yeah. That after thousands of years, that changed. Yeah. I truly respect that and think that's amazing. I think that there are some very strong foundations in place for greatness yeah. in that region that can strengthen everything. 
But when you have, I mean, the Taliban took back all the major cities in what six days? Yeah. Yeah, it was real quick. I mean, the only, no the only thing I can think of is that's even closely related, and, and we're talking like these were million person armies. Is when when Paris, when France was invaded, France went here you go, walk through. We're not going to die for that. Yeah. And I think that's what it was. The, the people who lived there went, oh, we want to fight back, but Jesus, there's so many of you. Yeah. How did we not know there were so many Taliban still? It's like nobody knew that. And, of course, the CIA said, we've been telling you this. Why is nobody listening? Do you not read our shit? Yeah. They're saying, now coming out. When the CIA is saying, we've been saying this for two, three years now. Yeah. Why did nobody read anything? It's going to be Joe Biden that's blame for that. Yeah. Not Trump. Not Obama. It's going to be Joe Biden. Yeah. Because that's who's in office. That's the figurehead we're pointing at now. Yeah. And that's... The president is the commander-in-chief. I get that. Is it his fault? No, blame everybody. Blame everybody. Blame the, 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 the thing about Joe Biden that got me is he picks a very smart cabinet. He yeah. knew he was going to because he did it with the Obama administration. Because Obama went, I have all these things to do. Help me build a team that we can actually do it with. He, they were coaching. Yeah. Biden's a good coach. Not the best player. Yeah. He's a good coach. And he picked the smartest, best people to be in those positions. Yeah. You talk about diversity in a fucking cabinet and, and holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah. That could do something. And even all them said, we need to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. We should have been out of there forever ago. Well, we spent, what, $9 billion training? More than that. Sorry, was it $900 billion? Yeah. Some shit like that? Yeah, we just we spent atrocious amounts of money. And when, whenever there's a Republican in office, the military budget swells and the educational budget falters. That's just, that's been that way since, yeah. really, FDR. Yeah. It's been that way. Um, but... The last four years, there were some real, just, it's like nobody looked. Yeah. Nobody was paying attention after Obama, like where the money was going and who was doing what. And when you have military leaders going, we're not going to listen to Donald Trump. He wants us to kill everybody. Yeah. I mean, they're literally saying that. He just wants us to kill everyone. He's not publicly saying that, but that's what it fucking came out as. Yeah. That's the kind of shit that terrifies me. Um, honestly, I'd rather... Biden take the blame for this than have fucking Trump deal with it. And that's my point. Biden's taking the blame when really it, it should... I'm just grateful it's not other leadership. Yeah. I, you know, when 9-11 happened... How old were you? Yeah. Oh, God. Nine? Yeah, I was nine. Yeah, because I, I, no, I think I was 23. So when 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 nine eleven happened, one of my biggest fears with H.W. Bush being in office was that he was just going to nuke everybody. Like that was the answer. Yeah. And I was actually very against the whole concept of going to Iraq. Yeah. I thought that was a very bad idea. I really did. I was like, "This is what are we doing? Why are we going there? Why are you going back to a war that?" Your dad won yeah. 10 years ago. I didn't see Saddam Hussein as a threat to the world. He wasn't even really a threat to Kuwait at that point anymore. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't I didn't get it. I was very... I I am one of those people that I don't support the war, but I'll always support the troops, though. A lot of my friends went and fought. A lot of yeah. my friends enlisted and went. And, and, and so I was... Because, I mean, early 20s, it was like, I'm not too old. 
yeah. I'm in it. And they did. And even they are looking at things now. Even my very conservative friends are like, the whole world is fucked right now. We should just be grateful that nobody's pushed the button and we're all not fucking ogres and zombies and shit. Yeah. And I guess I don't feel like, like I was saying earlier, it's the same thing. Like, people today don't live in that constant state of fear that we used to. And yet, domestically, fear is kind of what keeps us alive. Like, it, people are afraid to speak their opinion because it can be viewed one way or another. It can be canceled and yeah. things like that. People who have actual political influence or, or social influence, unless they really get a following behind them, they're, oh, they're a traitor, or oh, they're this, or oh, they're that, or he, you know, he, she, this, that. Somebody said something to piss somebody off. And yeah. Fuck them now. That kind of stuff really gets to me. Really gets to me. Yeah. And I guess I don't understand where that line is because we used to be afraid of the world going to shit and exploding and literally just being destroyed. Yeah. And now we're more afraid of losing friends on and followers on TikTok and Twitter. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm a fairly intelligent person and I don't get it. I don't really either. I mean, fucking... I don't know. culture is weird. It's fucking, yeah. It's, it's like, it's so, it, it can just be turned on you so quick. And it's like, mm, no. Wait. Yeah, there's that whole... Okay, so you're on Facebook, but you don't really use it much. Yeah. You're on Instagram. Yeah. I see a lot there. Uh, Twitter. I mean, I know you, you. I know you read it, but I don't. I've never really. Have you ever been like a poster on there or anything? No, not really. Only, Only thing I use Twitter for is professional wrestling. Fair. <laughs> I remember you had during your real heavy emo phase. You did a lot of posting back then. Yeah. We're looking back at some of your. I remember there was a day we sat there just going, "You <laughs> 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 bitch." <laughs> I mean, there, but that was. I mean, years ago. Yeah. Um. I guess I. I'm looking at. Are you on TikTok? Not really. Snapchat? No. I had stopped using Snapchat in 2014, 2015. Okay. So when I started using it, basically. Yeah. I use it because I can send funny shit without it being stuck out there for forever. So yeah. kind of like that. Um, yeah, pretty much I'm exclusively on Instagram. That's fair. Business, in particular, does not work the way that it used to. Yeah. We couldn't street produce. We couldn't go out and, and hang posters and do shit the way we used to, and it, it would not be effective yeah. today. It wouldn't be. No. It has to be online. Right here. Yeah, everybody, even there, if they're out, they got their phone up. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole new, like, there's a back condition being developed by people aged 14 to 22 from staring at their phones too much. Yeah. It, it, so, that being said, where do we find the line of real world versus online and what because we all know online is not real yeah we all know that where do where do we find that line and, and where is that truth because everybody's truth is their own yeah so you don't use a lot of social media and i don't think i've seen you post anything personal it's been a while i don't post about my personal life 
I think the last thing I put or the last thing I posted personalized was on my old account, which I have since converted into something else. Um, in a while, I just don't think it's anyone's business anymore. There you go. Like I, that's I separate online from real life. My personal self is like. I'm not gonna tell this to fucking my best friend. I'm not gonna tell it to the internet. Fair. Well, I I ended up talking to to. I mean, I, I mentioned this to Zach, and I I mentioned it to you know, in talking to Keith. I mean, we all play a character. Yeah. I'm psychotic, leprechaun, Zach. Fuck. You know, he is Beecroft. He is your Knox. Like yeah. who that is versus the person you actually are. Yeah. There's, there's becoming less and less of a correlation of, like it truly is becoming, like there's a chasm between the character that we play versus who we are, yeah. or they become the same person. For me, it's I'm the same person. Yeah. I live, I'm a workaholic, so everything you see that I do, like I have different areas, like my Snapchat's my personal life and funny shit. Yeah. My you know, TikTok is just for purely for promotion for my photography. I use Twitter, I have like five Twitter accounts because I got music account, I got the photography account, I got the clothing line account, I got the the podcast account, and then I got the account that nobody knows is me, which is really fun because Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the anti-troll. I literally just do nothing but attack trolls. Yeah. That's what I do. It's fun as fuck. And then a couple hours a week, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go make somebody cry. <laughs> so I do that. Um, it's cyberbullying, but only bullying bullies. So I feel like it's okay. Cyber vigilante. That sounds way cooler, but I would, <laughs> I, I would want a cape. Um, I, know they're, I know they're just pointless to have, but I want a cape. Um, plus me being kind of a cripple just... Just wrong. Um, over your cape. Yeah, I, I get sucked into a vortex. Um, <laughs> you know, I there's this sense of real and this sense of what we're fed. Yeah. And too much. I don't regret having the online persona that I've had since MySpace. I don't yeah. regret it, but I don't know that I would do the same thing. Because yeah. I think it's feeding a monster. Like, like I, my thing is, I'm pretty much 18, 18 and up. I don't, you know, not safe for work. Yeah. I use fuck like a comma. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want little kids Die. following me. I mean, my kids even, I'm yeah. really careful with. Like, I'm, I just recently accepted my stepson as a friend on Facebook simply because I was like, okay, you're old enough to understand what the fuck <laughs> I'm talking about now. This happened. My son, when he was 18, now it's the battery. Fuck you too. Um, no, I mean it's it's those things. I think that there's a point where you step and go, okay, this is who I really am. This is what you get to see. Yeah. My personal life, it's nobody's business. You just said that. That's yeah. that's true. At the same time, I think that's what so many people now like. They don't have a personal life unless it's online. Yeah. It's really kind of yeah. There there are people that are online that, but they're just like their whole life on social media that scares me that legitimately yeah. scares me I don't like that that's part of what this is now yeah. I mean how much longer until I'm just fuck it I'm gonna ready player one and I'm just living in virtual reality <clears throat> well but that big message in that is at the end when they say we unplug you for two days a week so you're forced to be out there yeah that's the big message that... But 
You is know. there anyone that's actually gonna do that? I mean, of course, there's gonna be. No, that. I mean, yeah, there are people that are gonna be obsessed and they're not gonna unplug. Yeah. Well, I mean, the number of people who fucking OD'd on Jolt Cola playing games and died in their homes <laughs> in the last decade is tripled now. I love that I can say Jolt Cola to some people and they just know what I mean. Other people are like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. No, anyway. Uh, give me two songs that you can't stop listening oh, to. Two songs. What is... God, I listened to so much music that's not anywhere anywhere um probably bite swallow Swallow? i'm always bad about names i I suck at song titles so yeah that's uh no bite chew swallow by fox lake okay um yeah that song and uh just pick something from my my repeat I don't know, actually. Man, what the fuck happened to radio in Denver? There's not a good station at all. Oh, no. NPR, that's it. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, radio's garbage. <laughs> I mean, even just two years ago, I was like, oh, well, this is still something. Not anymore. It sucks. Um, it fucking sucks. Yeah. I have to listen to fucking radio at work all the time. It's not fun. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, yeah, no, Bite, Chew, Swallow by Fox Lake, and, uh, pretty much the whole Dying Lately uh, by I.M.J. Kill, that whole album. Okay. That, I can get on board with that, for fucking sure. For fucking sure. Cool. Well, uh, why don't you plug your social media, since you only have the one, and I can do that easy. That's literally Nox, No Heat, everything, N-O-X, N-O-H-I. There you go. That's it. That's easy enough to find. Because <laughs> I know people are going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? That's my favorite. Um, man, I, have the, I, I don't want to sound like a prick. I know you're all listening to this, but I have the weirdest fucking followers. <laughs> it's fine. I feel there's like, like I up the vi- the the audio version of of the of episode six hit, and three seconds later, I had a download in West Virginia. I don't know anyone in West Virginia. I don't know who the fuck it is. I don't know the fuck What up, West Virginia? Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, love the, I, the the only thing I know about West Virginia is Chris Chan. Oh, I mean that's, that's about it. Yeah, I was just able, I didn't yeah I didn't know I really didn't know. It was very <laughs> strange to me, but that happens every time. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess you know. Uh, there's this little island off of Africa in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. We've got a listener there. Hell yeah. And I'm just like, how did you find me? What the fuck? How is this? But and those are the people who never talk to me. The people who do talk to me have listened to like one episode and like, are you going to do this episode and show boobs? No. Why not? She's hot. Because <laughs> that's not what we're about. But boobs. Yeah, fuck. Those are the people that reach out. Those are the people who want to, I want an episode to know about how many times she had an orgasm in this one scene. Shut up. Like, why? Yeah, people are dumb. Or when I do, like, people are always like, you should do an episode, and they bring up some really obscure Japanese artist or some fucking <laughs> French politician. I'm like, how am I supposed to do that? <laughs> I have 130 to 150 plays a day, not 150,000. Real people, real talk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel lucky that I have so many friends that are like, yeah, absolutely, let's talk, let's do this, let's do that. And yeah. I do have some really great 
experiences there, but there's a whole lot of people where I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And it is, it's the weird ones that are like, yep, let's do that. So yeah. it's nonsense. It's supposed to be. So on that note, I'm going to, seeing as we're clicking in on the minute, or minute, it's just been a minute, <laughs> it's been hour, a minute. Hour, hour, hour 45 here, so, <laughs> which might be the second longest I've ever done, but we could probably talk for another 12 hours and no, still yeah. be relevant, <laughs> at least interesting to each other. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. I just do this as like audio masturbation. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to do that on camera because we can. Uh, I've been wanting to do this. I meant to do it with Zach and Keith and I completely fucking forgot. I wanted to do this with Zach and Keith. I wanted to do the black contest. The what? Give me your best black. Oh. Oh, okay. God. Yeah, you have to do it on a point. That's the whole point. You can't warm up. You can't do anything. Just give me your best one. Like, like, like you want to... I want a real one. You want to, you want to, eh? Yeah. Or do you want to, eh? Yeah. <laughs> give me as much nutsack as possible in it. <coughs> there we go. Yeah, I, I had to get that one on camera because everybody's. I want to do that with everyone because I'm going to just make a stream of them. <laughs> yeah, I just, and I'm going to see if I can do like what that kid did with Ace the day he had his baby. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do something. <laughs> like if I can go. If I can do that in black, I'm so happy. <laughs> That would be great. This is where my brain goes. Drummer and I did a bunch of stuff that was burps and farts, and yeah. we recorded it, and nobody else listened to it but us, and then we deleted it when we were done, but it was like, that was awesome. It was fun. Um, now that's what, that, that's what the internet wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to get out of your hair. It's going to take me forever to load all this gear up and shit, and you're going to have to carry it downstairs for me because I'm probably going to fall. Uh, <laughs> let's just be honest. I'm going to. I'm clumsy, and you're in charge of gravity, so. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I know my son's going to listen to this episode, and that right there is going to trigger the shit out. I was like, why'd you do it at the end? Fuck you! That's going to be great. Um, so, that being said, everything going on, um, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks for this. I know we were trying to do this in June. Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Just didn't and work. Couldn't, couldn't fucking do it, because I was immobile, and you were immobile, and you were working, and then I was working, and life. Life. Life gets in the way of living. That's how it yeah. is. I'd like to say that, you know, it won't be another five years before we see each other, but the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I see you out on the road and doing stuff, so. Hopefully, hopefully. Yep. Very, so, that's a, Do your shit, do your that's, thing. That's a thing. Push what you need. Everybody check out his stuff. Uh, especially the new photography is really, the last month has been really fun to watch. I got so much more shit to do. I'm getting into videography here real quick. I'm getting back into <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing three music videos and... I'm working on a, a couple of things myself that I... Amazon gave me a channel. Yeah. That's my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, the podcast is channel, this decision is being made Monday, but they gave me the video channel. I can have my own, do all my postings, movies, whatever. And oh, yeah. I've been working with Netflix and some stuff lately. So I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and see what I can do. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. Shoot some pilots, do some different shit, just cinematography-wise. But... Uh, I usually end with don't ever feel alone and make sure you reach out. I feel weird saying that in this one because now I feel like we're all just in the matrix and you should just <laughs> don't unplug unnecessarily. We'll go with that one. So. Reach out to yourself. That, hmm. yeah, that went dirty in my mind. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. That's not what that was meant for. Touch yourself with love. Touch, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go bad. So we're going to end on this because that's just going to get worse. <laughs>
Twelve hours could go real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's no one of those we could really This has gone long enough, so bring me down again just like you do when things get shaky. I'm sorry for the mood, but I've been dying lately. Cold shoulders and a lack of closure. My patience turned to paper, it's been awfully thin. I hate the way your halo shines so softly. It's hard to see the way with all the fog we're in. So tell me how you really feel, not what you think I wanna hear. I'll